Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. I love the flexibility of working in all different kinds of places. I'm the one who's doing a Zoom from the park while I'm walking the dogs. And working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile's. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. So you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need. They also cover more highway miles with 5G than anyone else. So whether you're on a big interstate like I am every single weekend or maybe you're on a road trip, you can stream and download your favorite entertainment check hotel reviews, and make those all-important restaurant reservations. And with all that coverage, you can stay connected to the people you care about most and also your co-workers. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds, according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Sunday, March 20th. And although I'm in the state of Florida, where I'll be proudly sporting my brand new t-shirt, which says, just say gay. Yes, I am wearing that in Florida as we speak. Um, I'm also putting this show in the can so you can listen to it. And uh, so I encourage you to Keep listening to this show because it is chock full of great information. And we encourage you to send us your questions, your whatever your financial question is at the time, where you think of it. Just go to JillOnMoney.com, hit the contact us button, let us know what's on your mind. And if you have a desire to join us on the program, we can allow you to do that. We encourage you to do that. That is what Allison did. Allison's on the line from California, and we are talking about whether she may have made a mistake in her retirement. Hi, Allison. How can we help you? I retired early. Uh, you sound like you're 22 years old. I don't understand that. What are you talking about? How old are you? I just turned 52. Come on. Okay. 52. You retired early. Really early. Yeah. And so, of course, now after I did retired early, now I'm asking you, uh, was it was it a good decision? <laughs> What's going on? Tell me about. Well, how much money do you have? Well, I have um, five hundred and thirty-seven thousand in a four hundred one k. So you haven't rolled that over yet. You retired, but that's still in the old four hundred one k. Yeah, I worked for a really big company, and they have a really good four hundred one k. Great. I plan to leave it there. Okay. I also have 183000 in the Roth portion of the 401k. Fabulous. And 35000 in a Roth IRA. 
And then I have 68000 in a variable annuity. I'm going to get a teeny tiny pension. Um, well, now it's worth a lump sum of 29700 but That's I, pretty good. I plan to just collect it as a monthly uh, okay. thing when I'm older. I have 7600 in a retiree medical savings account that I, I don't really know a lot about. Yeah, you'll need that eventually, but not at age 52, probably. Right. I don't even know if I can access it. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, did you contribute to it? Yeah. It's then it, you'll be able to. Oh. You'll be able to. Whatever you put in, you can always access. This is all very good. I like the story so far. That, that's the retirement account, but I have 998000 in non-retirement. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. In my business, we call that burying the lead. Oh, that's my retirement account. Oh, and I have a million bucks in non-retirement account. So did I just do my math correctly and say that you got $1.9 million? Yeah, a little bit. Under one. Yeah, something close to that. Yeah. Hmm. I already like that number. So that's number one. How much do you need to live on? I spent the last year calculating, I mean, you know, writing down everything I spent money on um, because I had no idea. And it came to 54000 for the year. Hmm. And you that, don't spend a lot. That made an assumption um, if I had paid COBRA, which I'm paying now for mm. health insurance all year. Mm. Let's say you need sixty grand, maybe. Fifty-five, yeah. sixty. Does that make sense? I'd feel better because it's not like I had any big expenses, and I have a really old car that is going to need replacing. Okay. And- All right. So let's. So we're going to plan for sixty. Married, single. Um, I'm single, and I have no children, so I don't. I'm. I don't have to worry about leaving an inheritance to anyone. Exactly. Oh my God. I'll tell you what. You shouldn't even. I hope you're using a fake name because wherever you went to college would probably be like, oh, no children. Come give us all of your money. Um, okay. What about your living situation? I mean, you are in a house, in a condo, renting. What are you doing? Yeah. So I, I own a, a townhouse and I have a mortgage on it. It's my only debt. I just refinanced mm-hmm. um, just before I left work to like improve my cash flow. So I'm not scheduled to pay off the mortgage until I'm 81. Uh, how much is the townhouse worth at this point? Um, after I like sold it and paid all the you know the realtors and stuff, I think I could very conservatively clear six hundred thousand, and I owe about one hundred and eighty-seven thousand on it right now. That's great. So whatever, four hundred grand in equity, and you mm-hmm. know, and then some. Do you think you'd stay there? I mean, are you? Is it is it likely, or is it possible that you know you'd want to go somewhere else? I think there's a chance, like once my friends hit retirement age, that. Um, that I that I might move out of the area, mm-hmm. with, you know, friends that move out of it because it's. I just think it might get too crowded here for my taste. All right, but we're going to assume that whatever. You, I'm not going to assume you have cash out of this house and go anywhere else. And you know, you're not you're not going someplace super cheap when you've got extra money. So what I did was a very quick back of the envelope calculation on your 1.9 million. And you know, if if we were looking at kind of the normal withdrawal rates. Which, by the way, it's a little bit scary because you're so young. Your money's got to last you for a long time. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be really conservative, you say, all right, let me take 3% of that. And that will generate fifty-seven grand a year, which is great. Some of your money is taxable, though. Well, let's say about half of it is in retirement accounts. So what I would suggest is if, if you really are never going to work again, which I think is highly unlikely. I don't know why, but I just get the sense. You could do something. What you would probably do is look at your non-retirement assets, draw on those first, 
for the next, you know, whatever, 10, 15 years. And then when you are ready to claim Social Security at your full retirement age or, you know, maybe at age 70, frankly, um, because you don't need it, then that would probably click in. And it seems to me that you can do this. So in terms of looking back and feeling like, oh, my God, did I make a mistake? I don't think you made a mistake. But that said, it's not such a slam dunk that I wouldn't suggest to you that potentially it might be great if you could maybe pick up a little work here and there, not a ton, but, you know, 10, 15 grand a year wouldn't kill you. Is that a possibility in your life? Or are you just super done and you're going to give your life to charity right now? Yeah, it's a possibility. Like right now, yeah, I'm filling my time with volunteer work. But um, I've thought about, I mean, one of the, my motivations to work part-time would be I could, oh, I could fund a Roth. IRA that way because I'd have some. You're such a saver. It cracks me up. And here's the thing, and I don't even think you need to, you don't have to fund anything with it. Really what you would be doing is you'd be earning some money that you just would say, it's money I don't have to take for my non-retirement accounts. It's just some amount of money, okay? And it doesn't have to be big money. Just before we go, just give me a breakdown. Are you a balanced investor? Are you a growth investor? What's the tilt for you? It's much more conservative than I was investing in be, you know, before I retired. You can be a little bit more aggressive in your retirement vehicles. So in other words, you could implement a portfolio that's 70-30 in your retirement vehicles, if you'd like. And you could then say, for my non-retirement, I'm going to be closer to 50-50. And the reason why I say that is that you've got to draw on these non-retirement assets. If you were going to take risk anywhere... You would take more risk in your Roth IRAs. Your Roth assets are the last assets you touch. You first tap your non-retirement investments. You then pull money out of your tax-deferred retirement accounts when you have to. The last money that you touch is your Roth. All right, if you've got a question about your retirement or you have a question about maybe it's college planning because it's college season coming up right now, maybe you've got a question about taxes, maybe it's estate, maybe it's life insurance, maybe it's property and casualty insurance. I don't really care. Whatever is on your mind is on our mind. So go to JillOnMoney.com, hit the Contact Us button. We'll get your note. While you're on the website, Don't forget, we've got another podcast. It's called Eye on Money. So check that one out. You can subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so lift someone up today and remember the mantra, grit, growth, grace. Have a little gratitude. We'll do that too. Okay, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 